But I think the main thing is producers are finding areas in their operation where they where they can get more more efficient, whether that be in in marketing or feed uh, or or veterinarian uh, uh, expenses. want to be the first one to know all about the global pork market? On Swine Trends by APC, the latest updates are easily shared with you. Good day. Welcome to another episode of APC's Swine Trends podcast, episode number seven. Today, we're going to talk about cutting costs without cutting corners. And our guest with us today is Dave Chamberlain with Vita Plus. Hello, I'm your host, Randy Leet. I'm the National Accounts Manager with APC. Our guest, Dave Chamberlain, is the Swine Technical Sales Manager for Vita Plus. He's a graduate of Michigan State University. His degree was with Monogastric Nutrition. Dave joined Vita Plus in 2018, and he's responsible for tech services and nutritional development for swine producers in the upper Midwest and Eastern Corn Belt. Dave has vast experience in the, with previous experience in farm management and sow management. Dave, thanks a lot for being here. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. Um, I think an important topic today, uh, we all know what costs are, uh, high feed costs, challenging markets. And um, from our standpoint at APC, we, we like to bring information uh, that's useful, everyday information that producers could put in their toolbox and uh we're, we're excited to have you here for our podcast um and we want you to share with us what you're seeing out in the industry how producers are coping with the record high production cost um and and what cuts they're trying to make to stay profitable without hurting their production so again i'm your host randy leet i'm with apc and our guest presenter dave chamberlain with vita plus Dave, good morning. Good morning, Randy. Thank you so much for having me. So, uh, yeah, just uh, you know, you asked to kind of talk a little bit about what I'm seeing on the countryside right now, and uh, it's really interesting in in our swine uh, industry right now because we have it's really the world of the haves and the have-nots. Uh, and what I mean by that, if if you started like booking the whole hog crush back in August of last year uh, uh, for spring and and through the summer. Uh, you you could be sitting really well right now. Uh, I mean, granted, uh, you you still are battling some labor issues. You might be battling some health challenges, but uh, but but from uh you know uh, uh what you have your corn and soybean meal booked at and what what you have your hogs booked at, uh, uh you could you could very well have a profit locked in. Uh, flip side is if if you ended up where uh, uh you were a little overexposed you end up paying some really high corn prices that we've seen some really high soybean meal prices that we've seen and uh with the hit the, i mean the hog market's just been a bloodbath the last few weeks um uh it's 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 you're in a very uncomfortable position and so uh what i have a little bit is is you know almost kind of a a bimodal approach going on right now depending on the position of the producer and that uh uh is is made uh made it a fun challenge but also uh uh interesting in that uh you know by by no fault of uh of necessarily anyone uh you could have a a, a producer that uh you know had a marketing plan that worked another producer that had a marketing plan that uh, uh might have worked every year but this year and so uh it's definitely created an interesting time out in the field 
Good, good. How, how big, uh, Dave, I gave an introduction uh, for Midwest. You, you cover most of the eastern United States provider plus? Yes, absolutely, Randy. So I'm responsible for our uh, uh, sales and tech team east of the Mississippi, and that primarily means I spend the majority of my time in uh, Michigan, Illinois, Ohio, and Indiana, uh, and, and love all the producers in those states. Uh, I do get out west some uh, with my uh, with my my knowledge of managing sow farms, uh, but for the most part, uh, what I can speak today is what's going on in the east. I do think it's worth mentioning, though, uh, we're battling somewhat a different set of issues in some ways, east versus west. Now, uh, west, of course, with the uh, Wyndham plan filing for bankruptcy, is kind of battling one set of packer issues. Out east, we're, we're battling a, uh, another set of packer issues in that we have these cheap Canadian hogs that have been flooding our market for a while, and then uh, late late this fall, we're going to be getting even even more. Now, now the upside is um, uh, Clemens uh, plant is, of course, uh, you know, uh, keeps saying that they're pushing to add this second shift, and so we're we're really hopeful that 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 happens. But uh, packer margins are also terrible right now. So, uh, it, you know, uh, both both sides of uh, uh, whether you're in the eastern corn belt or western corn belt have have their own set of issues, but uh, today I'm probably most versed in what's going on out east. Okay, good. Yeah, we continue to see challenges in our industry. We talked earlier, uh, uh, the sound market right now is really down. There's, there's been several uh, uh, plans announced where where large producers are are shutting down some units, and and uh, you, you shared with me earlier you had producers, the sound market prices dipped all the way down to, to what, 18 cents, you said? Yeah, and and you know I do think it's it it does depend on uh, those are some maybe sometimes extenuating circumstances, but we have several uh, uh, sow farms that are doing uh, depops, repops, and and if you if you want to sell multiple uh, whole loads of sows, uh, we we've had to take some pretty cheap prices just to get them moved. Yep, and and uncharacteristic for this time as the 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 ballparks gear up. Usually sow markets are higher right now, but I think. I think it just goes to show the demand. Uh, people are making changes in the industry. Uh, we've we've seen a trend back to more sow depop repops uh, based on disease that we haven't seen in the last decade. Um, so that put pressures on it, and and now with the markets being the way they are, uh, it it's just not been a good scenario from that standpoint. But uh, it's interesting to see producers making moves for for their long term success, and and I think that's what we want to talk about today. I mean, our, our title is Cutting Costs Without Cutting Corners. You see things out in the industry um, that, that hopefully we can expound on today. So so I guess probably my first question for you is with uh, with production costs at record levels, where do you see producers really focusing their efforts um, to reduce costs? There's there's a broad range. We, we've, got, we've seen some reduced market weights. Uh, we see a, a, a reduction in the labor force. Um, obviously your area, we see feed and diet changes, vaccines. We, we've heard stories of maybe some of our disease issues because people have cut back on vaccines or the doses that they're given. Um, obviously facilities, energy ventilation and repairs add up. So, so that's a broad range. I'm going to, I'm going to let you dive into that one and see what, what comes to the top. Yeah, no, no, uh, absolutely. A loaded question, but, uh, but yeah, no. So, uh, again, uh, what I, what I think is, is interesting is we have this kind of scenario where we have producers that are, are pretty well positioned, but, but probably a little nervous about the fall. And we have producers that are, 
are not in the greatest position for the summer right now. And, and I see their reactions uh, to, to these, you know, record high production levels uh, uh, very, very different. And so, uh, yes, of course, uh, we, we will reduce some market weights, uh, you know, and, and we work with uh, uh, customers on on figuring that out based on on the packer they're going to and and market price and feed costs, et cetera. Uh, that, that's certainly something uh, we were we're implementing on some farms. Uh, in terms of uh, uh, labor force, the one thing I think's been uh, been really interesting is uh, one of the things. Is if you're one of my customers or you're around me much, you'll hear me say this all the time: that there's only three ways a farm can make money, and I think it's important that that we remember that. Right? Uh, you can either uh, you know able to sell your pigs at a high, at a higher price, right? So you're you're getting more income. Uh, you're either uh, reducing reducing costs. Uh, you know you're you're spending less uh, to get that. Or you're making some move to improve efficiency, and and kind of what we've we, what we've seen is uh, uh, producers on from a labor standpoint, where they're having to pay more for good labor, and a lot of producers are doing that, uh, and that's uh, and in some cases uh, their outgoing costs are are uh, unfortunately a little more fixed uh, than maybe we've experienced in the past, and and you know right now with with the situation in the hog market uh, that they, they might be kind of stuck, so that that's really forces them. Uh, to focus on the efficiency piece and find areas in their operation where they can get uh, where they can get more efficient and uh, and you know in, in some of those it's it's been implementing some uh, different nutritional strategies uh, that that make sense for that producer. Uh, you mentioned vet costs. One thing I think uh, uh, what I love about the hog industry is uh, the producers uh, we work with. I mean they really care about their pigs. Uh, they do it. They do a great job and uh, and. I, I never see them uh, really cut corners from a vet cost standpoint. What we do see when we have this, uh, you know, the, these market pressures that make it uh, a little uncomfortable for the producer is they get more judicial in their antibiotic use. And and I think that's a, uh, probably a good thing for the industry overall, right? Uh, when times are good and uh, and you're battling health challenges, it, it might uh, be a little easier to, uh, uh, you know, really, you know, uh, Put you know, put some pressure on your veterinarian to uh, to maybe bring uh, bring other things to the to the table, and then when time gets uh, times get a little tighter, uh, uh, you end up seeing that go. Okay, so uh, what's the real health status of our pigs, and where, where do you know where do we need to be? And uh, I've been real impressed. Uh, uh, like I said, uh, just uh, all around, and uh, uh, how serious the producers uh, uh, we work with take their health, and, and how great the veterinarians uh, have been uh, have been at. Uh, uh, working to provide solutions that uh, that make sense uh, uh, to maintain the the best welfare we can for the pig, uh, as well as mind the pocketbook. So, um, you know, from from an energy and and ventilation standpoint, uh, the I, I don't know that I see people necessarily uh, uh, you know making any huge cuts or huge changes, but definitely some moves to get more efficient. Right in some of these uh, uh, farms that. Uh, uh, maybe historically been been weaned to finish and and uh, uh, maybe you'll you know double stock uh, one half and and run it warm. Uh, they've invested in some uh, some brooders and and kind of changed their their game up to uh, be a little more conservative in terms of uh, uh, whether it's liquid propane or natural gas use. Uh, also, you know, uh, I mean, uh, definitely we're uh, with the warm weather coming. Uh, we've been been real eager to get those barns opened up, get air get air moving on those pigs uh, w- with these health challenges. Uh, that's something that allows us to do that. That's kind of a win win. Uh, it's cheaper to run fans typically that is run a heater, so uh, that that works out well for us. 
Um, and, it, and in terms of uh, of facility per, uh, repairs, you had mentioned, um, yeah, I, I'm seeing maybe a little cutting on that. But but again, uh, all the producers we work with, uh, the any any you know cutting costs of facilities are, are mainly non non essential projects. You know the uh, gating and pens and and everything the pig comes in contact with. Uh, I, I still see being being real, uh, you know, uh, handled really well, and and those repairs are being made. Uh, but uh, may, maybe some things like uh, you know uh, resurfacing a driveway, or uh, or some, maybe some of these uh, kind of other other costs. Yeah, we're, we're probably seeing those uh, uh, cut back a little bit. Uh, but but I think the main thing is producers are finding areas in their operation where they where they can get more more efficient, whether that be in in marketing or feed uh, or or veterinarian. Uh, uh, expenses. Okay. Dave, are we seeing a trend overall on in the industry with disease lowering a little bit? The last couple of years have, have, have been pretty high on the, on the list. We see some new diseases emerging in, in some of the sows. Uh, but, but overall it seems like maybe it's come down a little bit. Yeah. I, and I think that's part of our problem. Uh, uh, Randy, I think what a, one of the issues we had, uh, and, and you, you'd hear other uh, market uh, you hear market experts talk about it uh, all the time. But we we probably had a bigger sow herd uh, than we than we should have had in the U.S. if all our bigs were healthy. And I think what, what you're seeing is uh, you kind of brought it up in the last year. We've had a lot of depops, repops, uh, still battling some of the F18 E. coli, still battling some streps, but uh, by and large, uh, reduction in uh, uh, purse positive hogs that uh, that we're feeding. Uh, whether that be from from repops or vaccinating their way out of it or or whatever, and and I think that's been part of the problem is that as these herds have gotten healthier, uh, we, we've got a few too many pigs coming to town for the for the demand. Okay, so, thanks, Dave. So as we look at at the nutritional side of things, uh, I mean, most of our production in the Midwest is geared to a corn soy diet. Have you visited with any producers uh, about other base ingredients? Uh, and with those, what what are some of the trade offs? Uh, absolutely. So, uh, interestingly enough, uh, the, the world shifted, uh, to kind of a, a corn soy based diet, uh, from my little corner of the world. I, I love a lot of the byproducts we have available out East. Uh, and, and I still fed a lot of high byproducts, uh, uh, over the last, uh, last year, year and a half or so. And, and that's, uh, uh, been, been a positive thing in, in most cases provided, uh, mycotoxin levels and, uh, and consistency of ingredients and flowability all work out for the farm. Uh, that's something we're, we we love to implement. So we we probably never really stopped as much as uh, uh, you know some other uh, uh, nutritionists might have. Just uh, whether it be the comfortability with the products or or you know location truck. I mean trucking's been a big a big one. Uh, so so yeah. So no, but uh, we're we probably never really stopped. But yeah, we're we're definitely looking at at other ingredient opportunities and. Uh, you know, some other, uh, other ways we're working with producers to, uh, to feed pigs, right. Uh, we're, we're definitely, uh, uh, leaning on some different, uh, nutritional technologies and, uh, with, you know, fat costs have come down a little bit, but they've been really, really high. So, uh, summer diets, I think are just going to be, be looking different this summer, uh, with, with cheap hogs and, and a higher fat cost on, uh, uh, we, we probably won't be pushing the energy, uh, this summer quite to the level we, we have in summers past. Okay. Um, have you seen, uh, many folks making those diet changes early? Uh, obviously, uh, at APC with our plasma products, we work a lot in the nursery diets. 
Um, yep. Read a uh, an interesting article last week that that was comparing a, a simple diet versus a complex diet. Obviously, yep. the complex diet's more expensive, uh, but really showed that as we go to those simpler diets, producers are really giving up some gains and and compensatory things on the other end. What what do you see in that uh, aspect? Or we're going to stay with the simple diets just based on cost? Yeah. So. Uh, again, uh, I get back to this kind of, you know, we've, we've got the haves and the have nots remember. Right. And so I, I have, uh, it is really interesting. I have some producers that are, are, uh, to some degree saying, Hey, you know, uh, I don't want to say spare no expense in the nursery, but, but, you know, we, we need to make sure that we keep our nursery performance where it's at. And, and if we need to, uh, keep it up something, maybe do that in the, uh, in the finisher, but but we've got a good position on the hogs, good position on corn, good position on soybean meals. So let's just keep it rolling. I, I have other producers that it's like, okay, well, we've got to we've got to rethink some things, and we've got to uh, you know rethink our management structure a little, or our I shouldn't say management structure, but um, uh, nutritional structure uh, at, at which and and how those hogs are managed uh, uh, nutritionally. And so uh, uh, it it seems like. Uh, I'm seeing a little bit of everything and I'm not trying to duck that answer, but I certainly have farms that are, are saying, Hey, uh, we, you know, we, we know we can't pay more than this for feed. Uh, we got to figure out how to make it happen on that, uh, without, without, uh, uh, hurting the pig. Right. Uh, and then other, other producers are saying, okay, you know, this is where we're at, you know, th- these are kind of the bounds we need to stay in and, and they're in a little better position and, and we're still feeding those complex diets and, and, uh, and, and making that work on those farms. Okay, good, good. Uh, appreciate appreciate that honesty and open answer on that. Um, we, we talked a little bit about uh, the breeding herd and and how we're starting to scale back. Uh, there's lots of things involved with the breeding herd. Obviously, we've we we we've seen higher sow death loss uh, for various reasons. We've talked about that in another podcast. Uh, but but modification. What modifications are producers making in their breeding herd? Is it we talked about sizing, uh, right size for the right labor, right facility, um, calling less productive animals, uh, even some changing genetics that are a little easier to, to manage from a, from a health or survivability standpoint. Um, what do you see producers doing to affect their overall cost for, from that area in the, in the, in the South farms? Yeah. So, uh, it, it's kind of interesting. When I first came into this industry, I would say the attitude was that, uh, uh, the, the sows are precious and, and you kind of, uh, what, whatever you have, uh, is, is working. And then at some point you, you kind of leave it alone. And, and that's something I've definitely seen, uh, change. I, I haven't seen any, uh, uh, certainly that been depops, repops for a, for a number of reasons. Uh, some of those are involved in genetic switch. Some of them don't, uh, but, but that, that could be for, uh, for any number of reasons. But what, what I am seeing is a lot of uh, producers taking a look at their sow farms going, okay, how can we get more efficient with a smaller labor force? And, you know, it, as well as, uh, you know, j- just kind of, uh, uh, came out to prop 12 is, is maybe here to stay right the way it's looking. And so, uh, you certainly see some, okay, uh, we can't afford a new building this year. Uh, so maybe we're going to scale back our number of sows to some degree to the, but then, uh, you know, move to, uh, a system that might be more easily set up to be prop 12 compliant or, or, or at least a pen gestation, uh, with, with Michigan, Ohio's, uh, uh, uh rules on, on, uh, being rolled over to pen gestation. Uh, that's something we're, we're definitely working with, uh, there. Uh, so it, it, uh, like I said, I, I see a lot more, 
you know, of them taking a look at, at the whole system and okay, how, you know, what investments can we make in our cell unit, uh, that can make things easier on, on our labor force, uh, that we can maybe, uh, uh, kind of right size the number of sows to the labor force and to the building, uh, with how we're going to raise pigs in the future. And, and that probably would have happened regardless of, of, uh, of production costs or anything else, just with the consumer preferences, uh, well, consumer preferences might not be fair to say, uh, I think how they vote with their dollars different than how they vote at the ballot, but, but how, how people are, uh, are, uh, are voting on the ballot is, is, is needing to change the way we produce pigs today. And so, uh, I think, uh, taking a hard look at those efficiencies probably would have happened regardless, but, but it's certainly been helpful to producers in, in these more trying times. Okay. Is there anything, Dave, that you've seen producers try to eliminate from their program uh, that you can share that really hurt them in the long run and kind of a kind of a, a hole we don't need to step into? Uh, I, I think today, if you're producing pigs, it, it takes a lot to assemble a, a strong team around you. And that team, uh, you know, it's some been somewhat, I'm going to say, under fire in the last, um, you know, last three years in terms of if, if you're really good at managing out a hog farm, you can manage a lot of other things and a lot of other industries need managers. And and maybe one of the biggest things I've seen that's been a struggle for farms has been this manager got, got hired away and, and, and maybe had a chance to, uh, to pay a little more to keep them and, uh, and, and chose not to. And, and I think I've had, a, I've seen, had some conversations with producers that went, well, uh, maybe we didn't quite realize what we had. And so I, I think it's, uh, on, on the people side, I think that's something that, uh, uh, it, it could be an easy, easier to make for some, uh, the flip side is I've got a lot of farms that just really, uh, uh, you know, know they got a good cohesive, cohesive team and, uh, and know they've got things, uh, uh, going on. And, and I think those groups, uh, where, where they might sometimes, uh, uh, get a little off course, if you will, is it's real easy to, uh, to look ahead and, and get stressed and want to make some rash decisions. I think it's more important to, uh, take a more long-term approach and see, okay, so when do you think we, we will be profitable? Okay. We're not profitable now. We will be profitable then what's it going to take to keep us in the game until then? And, and what things can we eliminate, uh, that can be easily put back in then that have a big, a big cost savings. And I think it's in the firefight we all live in as producers today, it's hard, uh, to, to slow down and, and kind of take that long-term look, but it's, it's something that, uh, uh, a lot of the great farms I work with are doing have great management teams and spending some time on that. And, and I think what's in, uh, what's important is that, uh, they, they keep thinking, uh, uh, not three months from now, but three years from now. Yeah. I think, I think it's interesting. I've, I've been in the industry a long time and I've, I've, I've had the opportunity to work with producers all over the country. And, you know, the one thing that's for sure is their most producers are in it for the long time. They're, they're pretty residual and they, they have, they have to make a changes and adapt to the situations given. And, and you mentioned prop 12. Uh, just got that decision down from the Supreme Court. You're right; it's it's here to stay for a while, and uh, so producers are going to have to make a decision on 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 whether or not they're going to modify their sow herds to re- to meet those requirements. Obviously, it would be a a reduction on everybody's part. We we know it just takes more space to do that. So, Dave, I think uh, I think our conversation has been really good this morning. Uh, I, I'm glad you're able to join us. Uh, is there, is there anything else? Uh, I guess one of the question kind of run in with the other one. It says, 
was probably the one area that you'd really caution producers to take a hard look at when it comes to cutting costs. Yeah, uh, no, that's that's uh, that's a good one, and, and I'll go back to my my statement on on. Uh, uh, there's only three ways we can we can make money, right? And and uh, and that is we we can reduce our overhead, uh, we can get paid more, or we can become more efficient. And, and I think uh, the areas that we can really focus on uh, are are some of those uh, uh, some of the technology we have out there that'll make us uh, more efficient. And and so, on some farms that that can be be real simple. Like you know, we take a look at their uh, you know, cell farm labor has been a struggle. We take a look at their cell farm labor and you look and you go, okay, wait a minute. So this person is, you know, utilizing, uh, this, you know, cell card process that's taking a real long time. Can we implement a cheap, cheap technology that, that frees this individual up for three, four hours? And so I, I think, and I know, I know it's kind of a broad question, but I think in it, it's so producer specific on, on what their biggest, uh, area that they should focus on might be. But I, I really think it's it's probably um, uh, in some of the uh, in some of the people uh, in in terms of okay, where are where are people getting frustrated? What are the roadblocks that that they're hitting, and, and how can we make them more efficient uh, so we can keep doing doing more with less? And and I think uh, I don't know those are the areas that that get us excited about. I mean, we, we do it every day in the uh, it, Randy, you know, we do it every day in the feed industry. And we're we're helping producers on on the mill side, always get more efficient, more efficient. And, and I think, uh, with, with some of the, you know, health and management stress that that's becoming the new normal in the, um, in the swine industry, uh, that that's probably our next piece to look at. Okay. So Dave, it's been a, it's been a pleasure having you with us today. Um, go ahead and share with us, I guess, some, some, some things that you'd like to wrap this conversation up with. Well, thank you, Randy. So, uh, the big thing I think that's important is, uh, the, I, I get to work with awesome people every day. Uh, the reality is if you're a hog producer today, uh, you're, you're there because you're really, really good. Uh, the, our industry's tough and, and we get to work with so many awesome people and, uh, and there's, you know, uh, I get to work with so many awesome people at Vita Plus. Randy has an awesome team at APC, but even our competitors are filled with great people. And I think it's important that, uh, I know right now it seems tough. Uh, but we have a lot of great businesses with, with great people and, and if, uh, you know, reach out to any of us, lean on any of us, uh, again, uh, whether it's, whether it's Randy or I, or, or even a, uh, a competitor of ours, our industry is just, uh, has some fantastic people that I really think, uh, can help producers find, find creative solutions that are farm specific to them, uh, that will, will, uh, allow them to get through these, these trying times and, and come out, uh, happy on the other side. I think the real bright side is. Uh, 2024 has some real, real optimism to it, right? If, if we, you know, we Smithfield, you know, reduces their herd, we get some of these other pigs out of the way. We Wyndham's able to sort out their plant and, and we bring on a, a second shift at Clemens. Uh, and, and we, we have some real, real bright spots actually in, in, uh, in export markets right now that are just slow to come on. Uh, you know, I, I think if we could, uh, just all pull together to, to get over the tough spot. I, I think we'll look, look forward to a great 2024. Great. That's great, Dave. I, I like your attitude. Uh, yeah, we have to look on the positive side of things. That's what keeps us going. Correct. And I, I do think there's opportunities for producers, uh, to, to go ahead and, and, uh, thrive in, in these current times. And, uh, you've been a great guest with us today. We, we appreciate having you on. And, uh, for those of you watching, we hope that you've, uh, you've gained some insight today on some things you can look at uh, in your operation to improve efficiency and uh, 
That's why we bring you these podcasts at APC. We feel it's really important to share some of these insights that we get from from our experts out in the field. Um, feel free to contact Dave or myself. Uh, you can look up apcproteins.com as our website. And uh, if you have any questions, go ahead and reach out to us. We want to thank you all for joining us today. And uh, again, take, take some of these tips, uh, look over your operation and see where you can improve. Dave, thanks so much. Thank you, Randy. Thanks for joining us.